An impressive castle, which dates back to the early 13th century, has hosted royals and was a site of a battle. This is a place of myth, legend, curses and no fewer than nine individual ghosts. These include the tragic phantom of a woman, cruelly left to die by her husband for failing to give him a son, a broken-hearted trumpeter, a playful little girl and the malevolent shade of a murderer hanged in the early 19th century. So tonight, join me as we dare to explore a magnificent Scottish fortress and step foot inside Fivey Castle. Welcome to episode 34 of How Haunted, a weekly paranormal podcast where each episode we explore the horrible history and terrifying ghost stories of one of the most haunted places on planet Earth. I'm Rob Kirkup, author, paranormal historian and ghost hunter from the northeast of England. Allow me to be your guide as we dare to investigate in depth the often dark and troubled history of each location and of course, the chilling tales of the ghosts that reside within. This week, we head into the wilds of North East Scotland and ask, just how haunted is Fivey Castle? Listener discretion is advised, as each episode of How Haunted will feature gruesome tales, horrific happenings, bloody murder, and ghosts. So many ghosts. Listen on if you dare. Fivey in Aberdeenshire is a pretty village with a population of just 483. It's surrounded by the countryside, and is just 25 miles northwest of Aberdeen, and nine miles south of the town of Turriff, which is named for the Scottish Gaelic word meaning place of round hills. Just one mile to the north of Fivey stands Fivey Castle. The early history of the castle is lost to time, but we do know that the oldest parts of the building date from the 13th century. Some unsubstantiated claims suggest that it was built by William the Lion, King of England in 1211, only three years before he died. But what we do know is that it was mentioned in a charter of that same year on the occasion of a visit by William, suggesting it must have been built slightly earlier. 
The first recorded mention of a stone castle on the site was in 1395. Fivey Castle was a royal stronghold, one of a chain of fortresses throughout medieval Scotland. Other kings who were at Fivey included Alexander II, who stayed on the 22nd of February 1222. King Edward I of England, known as the Hammer of the Scots, was here on the 21st of July 1296. Robert the Bruce held an open-air court here. He was King of the Scots from the 25th of March 1306 until his death on the 7th of June 1329. And Charles I, who lived here as a child and ruled England, Scotland and Ireland from the 27th of March 1625 to the 30th of January 1649, when he was executed by beheading at the Palace of Whitehall. In 1390, following the Battle of Otterburn, five successive families created probably the finest example of Scottish baronial architecture. An old tradition claims that these families, the Preston, Meldrum, Seaton, Gordon and Leith family, each built one of five his five towers. The oldest of these, the Preston Tower, stands in the southeast of the building and dates from between 1390 and 1433. The Meldrum Tower in the southwest was added at some point between 1433 and 1596. The impressive Seton Tower forms the entrance and was erected in 1599 by Alexander Seton, 1st Earl of Dunfermline. Fivey Castle itself was the scene of a battle on the 28th of October 1644. The Battle of Fivey Castle took place on the grounds to the east of the castle, where still the trenches are visible today. James Graham, Marquess of Montrose, was caught in a conflict with Covenanter troops, commanded by Archibald Graham, the Marquess of Argyll. Sources refer to this as a minor battle, and it's certainly not one of the better known, however the fighting here lasted over 36 hours. The fighting was bloody and brutal. There is no record of how many lost their lives here, but what we do know was that there were significant casualties amongst the Highlanders in the initial assault. The Covenanter army would lose the battle, but only because they were running short of supplies, Sir Archibald Graham had no option but to withdraw. At which point, James Graham took the opportunity to make his escape with his life. The castle passed down the Seton family line until James Seton, the 4th Earl of Dunfermline, had his possessions seized in 1690, following his part in the Jacobite Rebellion of 1689. He died in exile in 1694. The Crown sold Fivey Castle and its estate to William Gordon, 2nd Earl of Aberdeen in 1733. The castle was inherited by the son of Gordon's third wife Anne, who was also called William Gordon, and in the years between 1770 and 1840 he made dramatic changes. He demolished the north and east wings, built a new vestibule, and in 1777 he added the Gordon Tower. Fivey Castle passed down the Gordon Line until it was in the ownership of Sir Maurice Duff Gordon, who had what was described at the time as financial embarrassments. An artist, James Catterhead, visited in 1884 and wrote to his mother in a letter that survives today that the life here is vastly entertaining, but decidedly fast. The following year the castle was put up for sale, and four years later in 1889, it was bought by Scottish industrialist Alexander Forbes Leith, who made his fortune in the steel industry in Illinois in the United States of America. He paid £175,000 for the castle. 
He restored it, turning it into a lavish home, and he added the Leith Tower. Following Victorian trends, the grounds and adjoining Loch Fivey were landscaped, with a racket court being added. In 1905, Forbes Leith was raised to the peerage as Baron Leith of Fivey. Fivey Castle was once again worthy of the distinguished guests and royalty that came here, including King Alfonso XIII in 1906. During both world wars, Fivey Castle was used as hospital accommodation. In 1966, the Forbes Leith family moved out of the castle. Fivey Castle would never be a home again, and in 1982, the family put the castle up for sale. It was bought by the National Trust for Scotland in 1984, with support from a number of other organisations, including the National Heritage Memorial Fund. Today, Fivey Castle receives around 40,000 visitors every year wishing to explore its 107 rooms. Within its ancient walls is a great wheel stair, the finest in all of Scotland. Contemporary panelling and plaster ceilings survive in the 17th century morning room. A rich portrait collection including works by Rayburn and Gainsborough, as well as lavish oil paintings, and a fine collection of arms and armour and 17th century tapestries. The grisly death mask of a hanged murderer is on display in the library, and when you first enter the main door, you're greeted by an impressive fireplace with a plaster relief depicting the Battle of Otterburn. In recent years, the castle has won awards for one of its three walled gardens, in particular, the one situated to the east, which contains a myriad of rare Scottish fruit and vegetables. In 2010, the National Trust for Scotland launched an archaeological project to investigate the scope of physical remains associated with the early 18th century garden. As of now, excavations centred on the front castle lawn have proved successful in tracing some surviving features, together with the impressive cobbled floor of the former chapel, which once stood adjacent to the castle. Fivey Castle is featured in a number of British television programmes, such as Living TV's Most Haunted and STV's Castles of Scotland. The castle was also featured in a BBC documentary called Castle Ghosts of Scotland, which was narrated by Robert Hardy. In recent years, the castle grounds have played host to the Fivey Live Music Festival in the summer, which was headlined in 2011 by Beverly Knight and in 2012 by Sophie Ellis-Bexter. Then following a gap of several years, the Shires headlined in 2017, and then in 2018 Ward Thomas was the headline act. 2018 also saw Main Street on the bill, which is a band made up of female cast members from the British soap Emmerdale. Keeping up with the Emmerdale theme, that year's event was compared by Chris Chittle, who plays Eric Pollard in the long-running show. The festival was attended by a crowd of around 7,000, and was dubbed the posh tea in the park. Today the castle is open to tourists during the summer months. Tour guides are on hand to take visitors way back to the earliest days of Fivey Castle and introduce the colourful characters who have played their part in moulding and shaping this 800 year old fortress into what it is today. And then there are the ghosts and curses that have become synonymous with Fivey Castle. As with all old British castles, Fivey isn't without its fair share of ghost stories, myths and legends, and it's been reported that there are no fewer than nine separate spirits that still call this castle home long after their death. 
Staff and visitors report bizarre incidents and sightings which cannot easily be explained away. Fivey Castle is regularly labelled as being one of the most haunted places in all of Scotland, an accolade that countless other historic structures across this beautiful country could also lay claim to. But just what lurks in the darkness here? The best known phantom at Fivey Castle is that of the Green Lady, whose restless spirit has a particularly sorry tale associated with it. It's most commonly believed that this is the broken-hearted ghost of Lilius Drummond. Lilius was the wife of Alexander Seton. Together they had four children, but to Alexander's fury they were all girls. They were named Anne, Isabel, Margaret, who sadly died in infancy, so the fourth was also named Margaret in her memory. Alexander wanted nothing more than a son to be his male heir. He blamed his wife, and he imprisoned poor Lilius within the castle. An uncorroborated claim that is almost certainly a gory embellishment of the tale is that her family, who came from Fife, around 130 miles south of Fivey, had heard of her imprisonment at the hands of her cruel husband and mounted a rescue attempt. It failed and they were all captured, and Lilius was made to watch as one by one they were dismembered while still alive. First their arms were removed, then their legs, then eventually their heads, and all of these limbs were thrown from a castle window. Lilius died in Fivey Castle on the 8th of May 1601. She was only 26 or 27 years old. Some accounts say that she died of starvation, while others claim that she died of a broken heart. The room in which she died is today nicknamed the Murder Room, and curiously this room has what is described as bloodstains on the floor that cannot be washed away. They remain to this very day hidden beneath a carpet. Her husband, now a widower, wasted no time in taking a new bride who he hoped would provide him with an heir. He married Grizzle Leslie on the 27th of October later that same year. Some accounts say that this was Lilius's cousin, but this isn't true, they weren't related. On their wedding night they were in bed and both could clearly hear what sounded like scratching and sighing coming from outside their bedroom window. But they were too enraptured with one another on their special night to pay too much attention, dismissing it as the wind. However, in the morning, Alexander was horrified to find the name Lilius Drummond carved into the stone window ledge outside of the window. This name can still be seen today, and the room is called the Drummond Bedroom. You can see this right now on the Instagram at How Haunted Pod. Grizzle did give Alexander a son, their first child, Charles. But he died young, and their next two children were both girls, Lilius, who was named for his late wife, and Jean. Grizzle herself died on the 6th of September 1606. She was aged only 31. Alexander married his third wife Margaret Hay in 1607 and they had three children together. Their firstborn was a boy named Charles who would grow up to become the second Earl of Dunfermline. Their other two children were both girls. They were named Grizzle, continuing the trend of naming his children for his former wives, and Mary. The ghost of Lilius is named the Green Lady as those who have encountered her have described her as appearing as a green semi-transparent figure who exudes sadness. 
she is said to roam the corridors of the castle which she knew so well in life, bemoaning the betrayal of her husband, and leaving behind the scent of rose petals in her wake. Another colourful spectre is that of the Grey Lady, who is said to be the ghost of Lady Meldrum, who died at the castle sometime in the 13th century. Legend says that rather be given a traditional burial, she asked, rather unusually, to be buried within the walls of a secret room within the newly constructed Meldrum Tower. This haunting is unique, in the sense that it lasted only a day or two, and stopped as quickly as it began. Following her death, the centuries passed by and she was at peace. However, in 1920, workmen happened upon her skeleton, purely by accident, whilst tending to a mould problem within the tower. The events that unfolded were so bizarre, so shocking, that they made it into the national press across Scotland, including the Dundee Courier, which ran a news story on page 5 on the 15th of January 1920. It read, e Castle Mystery. What followed finding of skeleton? Ghost of lady dressed in white gown. Aberdeen is certainly becoming notorious for its ghosts. Fivey Castle, which is famous for its legends, within its piles are secret chamber, the ghost room and the murder room, has been the scene of a remarkable occurrence. Recently, monster fungus was grown in the gun room. Masons and coppers removed it. In the course of these excavations, a complete skeleton was found. The bones were removed and then followed weird and unnerving disturbances. Lord Leith was told of what took place, and from London he gave instruction to have the skeleton rebuilt into the wall. Normal quietness was then restored. Other newspaper articles elaborate on what the weird and unnerving disturbances were, with a quote from a maid who claimed that a little before five in the morning she saw a woman wearing white who sailed through the wall near the head of her bed, looked at her, and then passed through the opposite door. Another spook that has a remarkably similar story is that of a little baby that is heard crying in the morning room. The sound appears to be coming from within the walls, and there's a tragic reason for that. In the 1800s there was work being done to renovate the castle, and the bones of a baby were found in a sack, hidden within a chimney that had been bricked up. The unknown baby was laid to rest, but it seems that he has never been able to rest truly, as its crying is heard to this day. Visitors and staff have reported hearing the sounds of trumpets being played throughout the castle, often on dark stormy winter days. No one knows who is to blame for this ethereal trumpeting, but the name most commonly connected to the tale is Andrew Lammy, who died of a broken heart after the death of his beloved Agnes. It does appear that there may be some confusion as to the name of his lost love, as Andrew Lammy features in one of the child ballads, which are a collection of 305 traditional ballads from England and Scotland, which were anthologised by Francis James Child, an American scholar, educator and folklorist, in a series of volumes across the second half of the 19th century. The 233rd Child Ballad is called Andrew Lammy. I won't read the whole thing as it's over 50 verses long, but it tells the tale of Lord Fivey's trumpeter, called Andrew Lammy, who fell in love with a girl by the name of Annie. They were deeply in love, but he had to leave to go to Edinburgh. He promised when he returned they would be married. But her family were from a higher class of society, and they forbid her from being with him. 
and he died of a broken heart, but not before her brother broke her back in a door. This particular verse reading, Her brother struck her wondrous sore, with cruel strokes and many. He break her back in the hall door, for like an Andrew Lammy. When Andrew Lammy returned, he was devastated to hear the passing of his true love, and he promised to water her grave with his tears until he died and could once again be with her. It's almost certain that this is the ballad that inspired the phantom trumpeter of Fivey Castle being named as Andrew Lammy. But regardless of his identity, the eerie trumpeting carried on the breeze is heard to this day. And some have even claimed to see a man dressed in tartan near the castle wall. When he is approached, he simply disappears. One of the more dangerous entities at Fivey Castle is the ghost of John Pallet. John Pallet was hanged for murder in 1823, and his death mask, which is a plaster cast taken of the face following the death, is on display in the library at the castle today. It's a sight that would send a shiver down the most hardened of spines, as his face has a wicked smirk, and you can see the marks on his neck left by the tightened noose that took his life. Alexander Forbes Leith brought the death mask to the castle with him in 1889, as collecting these macabre objects was one of his interests. In life, John Pallet had his pigs confiscated by a local sheriff. So he got drunk, found the sheriff, and smashed his skull to pieces with a branch. He was quickly caught, and as we already know, he was sentenced to death at the end of the hangman's noose. The library, where his death mask is on display, is the haunt of John Pallet, and visitors, completely oblivious to the reputation of this room, and who maybe haven't even noticed the death mask, have been overwhelmed by fear and raced out. Upon leaving the room, it passes, and they feel calm once again. Others have felt sick and nauseous. Most terrifying of all, some visitors have been attacked by unseen hands. This is blamed on John Pallet. Some claim it to be violently pushed as they walk through the library. And others have felt like they've been getting strangled, a tightening around their throat, like hands choking them, or perhaps how it would feel to have a noose around your neck. There is a corridor near the library which makes visitors feel uncomfortable. It has red wallpaper and thick heavy red velvet curtains. It's very narrow which elicits feelings of claustrophobia. There is an alarm here which always seems to go off for no reason whatsoever. It's been checked countless times by technicians for faults, but there's nothing wrong with it. It's working perfectly fine. During one of the lockdowns which we had to endure because of Covid during 2020, the Scottish Sun newspaper ran a story on the 3rd of June about a family who are going to be spending lockdown alone at Fivey Castle, and the ghostly happenings that they encountered. It read, Family spending lockdown in one of Scotland's most haunted castles, fear ghosts are tormenting them. A family spending lockdown in one of the country's most haunted castles, fear that they're being tormented by their spooky housemates. Gardener Stuart Stockley, 38, and his wife and kids, are supposed to be the only people at Fivey Castle, Stuart has to keep rushing to a security alarm that is repeatedly kicking off at all hours. The spot is directly below a bedroom that is reputed to be the most haunted spot in the 800-year-old castle. Uneasy Stuart revealed, It's always at the same point, outside the library corridor and around that area. It's only when you get there. 
It's just a feeling that I want to get out of there. I have to go through even in the middle of the night when it's pitch black. We have all of these energy saving lights so you put them on, but they are so dim. To be honest, I don't like it at all. Stuart went on to say, It's quiet and it feels strange here to be honest. There's no one around and the grounds are closed as well, so we have the place to ourselves, we have the run of it. A friendly spirit at Fivey Castle is that of little Annie, a little girl who was seen playing on the staircase. Some reports have claimed that she appears so real that visitors have looked around to see where her parents could be, as she is clearly not old enough to be exploring the castle all alone. When they look back to see if the little girl is okay, she's nowhere to be found. Psychics to the castle who have claimed to make contact with little Annie have said that they've asked her if she likes people visiting the castle. And they claim that she's told them, yes, because then I have people to play with. Some visitors have encountered an unknown ghost, who it seems has never been seen, but their presence is indicated by the unmistakably strong smell of cigar smoke that appears in an instant and then vanishes just as quickly. As well as Fivey Castle's ghosts, it has not one, but two curses. The first curse is of an unknown origin, but its effects are well documented. There is a sealed up dungeon underneath the charter room in the southwest corner of Fivey Castle, and it's warned that if it is to be opened, the Lord of Fivey will die and his wife will begin to lose her sight. In the two occurrences that this warning has been ignored, both of these things have reportedly came true. Thankfully, these days this room is sealed up. The second curse is that of the Weeping Stones of Fivey. Sir Thomas de Ursuldoon, better known as Thomas the Rhymer, due to being a gifted seer, visited the castle at some point during his lifetime, which was from 1220 to 1298. It's said that he requested shelter at the castle, but was turned away, and as a result, he cursed the castle. There was three stones used in the construction of the castle. These were taken from a sacred burial site, and until they are returned, no male heir shall ever live to inherit the castle. Strangely enough, the castle has never passed from father to son at all during its near 800 years of occupation. One of these three stones is said to be in the Preston Tower, one is in the Charter Room, and the other stone was rolled into the Ivan River. The stones are said to remain wet when all around them are dry, and dry when all around them are wet. One of the stones was found in the Charter Room, and can be seen today at the castle, but the other two have never been found. They're out there somewhere, but until they're located, the curse will remain. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. You can follow How Haunted on Twitter at at HowHauntedPod or over on Instagram at HowHauntedPod where you will see photos galore relating to Fivey Castle. If you want to get in touch, you can do so by visiting the website at www.how-haunted.com or you can email me directly at rob at how-haunted.com Feedback, location suggestions and your own experiences are all more than welcome. Feel free to ask me any questions you like and I'll answer them all on a dedicated Q&A episode. This episode is coming soon. If you'd like to support the show, 
and get early access to episodes, you can join the Patreon for less than the price of a pint. You'll also get exclusive episodes where you can join me on an actual paranormal investigation, and you'll hear the audio as it happened. There are eight episodes of this nature waiting for you right now. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash howhauntedpod to find out more. If you aren't a fan of Patreon, or perhaps would prefer to make a one-off donation to support the podcast, why not donate £2 to buy me a coffee by going to buymeacoffee.com forward slash howhauntedpod. All the information on how you can support How Haunted is in this podcast episode description and over on the website. If you've enjoyed this episode, if enjoy is the right word, then please subscribe and review the podcast on your podcast provider of choice. It really does help other people to find How Haunted. Next time out, we're heading back out and we're going on a month-long adventure spread across four episodes where we look at over 30 scary locations, which include castles, halls, priories and abbeys, theatres, inns, a waterfall, and even a haunted shopping centre. Let's explore all of these locations together in a very special series of episodes, as next week we begin our ghost trail of County Durham. Thank you so much for accompanying me for our paranormal adventures once again. Stay safe, And join me next time, when we will once again ask the question, How Haunted? Thank you.